Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Customer Experience Radio. Brought to you by Heineken Company, real estate advisors specialized in corporate relocation. Now, here's your host, Jill Heineck. Welcome to this very special edition of Customer Experience Radio. I'm your host, Jill Heineck, and I'm a business owner, real estate advisor, and customer experience enthusiast. As many of you know, my boutique real estate group has specialized in helping families move with or without a job for the last 20 or so years. Relocation has many moving parts, and it takes experience expertise, and patience to coach our transferees through the process. As relocation partners, we serve as an extension of the company, an outsourced relocation department, if you will. And the main goal is to alleviate the HR and management team of having to know all things Relo. By partnering with experts in each area of the Relo, it becomes a smoother and less stressful experience for both the company and the transferee. So that's why I'm excited to have Nina Arnez on the show with us today to talk about her company, Premier Relocation Mortgage, and how they're delivering a great client experience in today's climate. Premier's service model is built around serving the unique needs of customers relocating due to employment. Nina became president in November 2019 and is responsible for the overall execution and profitability of the company. Over the years, through our trade organization, Worldwide ERC, I have come to know Premia as a highly regarded team of people who are committed to delivering at a high level and all the while maintaining a great sense of humor and sense of calm during what could be an extremely tense time. Welcome, Nina. Hello. Thank you. Hello. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see you. So how have you, how are you and your family faring? Everything going well at the home office? Yes, so far so good. We're staying yeah. safe and healthy. Um, everyone's good, and I think we're finally past the scary times, as I call them. And things are really good. We're happy. Good. I'm happy. Things are actually we're beyond um, that. You know, month of March and April that was really difficult, and um, I think I'm just looking forward to the upcoming month. I think things are looking much better, so I'm happy about that. Great. I'm so happy to hear that. We're feeling the same way. Um, So you are based in the Detroit area, right? Yes, Troy, Michigan, to be exact. Okay. And when will you be going back to an office? (laughs) Um, Good question. So our office never really closed. Um, We're um, looked at as essential uh, part of the lending. Um, So I've had a few uh, of my team members that have actually stayed going into the office. They just felt working from the office was better suited for them with their kids at home and the technology, even though we have it, they didn't feel it's the best fit. So they continued going in the office and we've done plenty precaution there. Um, the rest of us have been working from home. Um, the state has been open. It's the state at home order has been lifted. And we're looking at probably returning back in the office um, sometime in July as of on a voluntarily um, status. If you'd like to come in, um, a lot of people I'm hearing, they're done with the working from home with the kids right. and spouse and everything else. And they just feel like, okay, I feel comfortable enough. As long as we've got all the safety measure and the protocols in our office, I'd like to come in back in the office. So we're not looking for a few more weeks. Uh, and anybody that would like to come back, they're more than welcome to, but we're not mandating it until they feel comfortable to come back into the office. Well, good. Yeah, it sounds like that's the kind of the overwhelming um, situation at the moment. Most states are kind of moving in that direction. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear it. People are getting to 
some kind of sense of, okay, now I'm actually getting to have a change of scenery. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's what they're all looking forward to, to be honest with you. Just seeing each other's faces and being together under one roof, um, you know, with the social distancing and all of that protocol, but still at least seeing the team instead of the Zoom calls and the right. conference call and all that stuff. I think people are getting tired of it a lot of it. They want to see real human socialization again. So Absolutely. Well, let's t- tell um, our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and how you, your journey to where you are now. Sure. Um, gosh, it's, it's a long journey. Let's put it that way. But um, so I'm not originally from here. I've actually, um, I was uh, born uh, in the Middle East, specifically in Iraq, um, technically Chaldean, and it's um, a small, um, the Christian part, um, small population in Iraq. Um, I moved here when I was young, and um, I had a little bit of English um, that I learned through going through Catholic school, but the proper English, like pronunciation, water, not water. Um, so that was fun coming in here and try to understand what people are really saying. But still, I was really young. And when we moved here, it was um, in the summer. So there was no school. And I pretty much was glued uh, to the TV for about three months. All I did is um, I lived, we lived at my uncle's house, who's lived in the country for 15 plus years in the state of Michigan specifically. Um, and I was literally glued to the TV. I'd sit there and listen to every show and I would have the um, closed captioning um, feature at the bottom. So then I can write every single word down and try to look it up in my dictionary and anything I didn't know or can't understand in the dictionary what it meant. I'd have a list for my uncle when he comes in home from work. I'm like, okay, we've got homework to do. <laughs> and I have him actually tell me what it meant and put it to me in a sentence. And that's pretty much how I learned the language. So it was, it was hard as you can imagine, like not knowing how to speak it and the culture and everything, but um, going to school and, um, you know, high school here and going to college and um, just working, it was and, and being in this country, it really made me feel um, it's a great opportunity. Like this was the best decision my, my parents had made to bring us here. And um, I was so excited because I felt like you can make a difference on um, anybody anyone, men, women, you can make that huge difference and you can have that opportunity and be able to be in that work. And I was never the kind of person that I wanted to stay at home and be a stay home mom. Nothing wrong with that. I give so much credit for these mom that do it day in and day out. Now after quarantine, I was like, oh, get me out of here. I want to go back to work. <laughs> I just, I want to go back to adult babysitting, not baby babysitting. <laughs> but um, it's a huge difference. And I, I love my I this I love my kids, but I was like, I'm not meant to do this all day, every day. But um, so I, I, I literally um, went into college and I got into the retail sector and um, I met one of my customers that um, I was in the fashion, you know, I worked for a retail store. Um, my job was 100% commission and it was to pull like clothing collection and call, build your own clientele and call them when the collection comes in and take care of them and show them pieces. And that's how you sell. And one of my really good customers was an HR um, director at a bank. Um, and after working with her for three months, she's like, okay, you, she brought me an application and she's like, I'm not buying anything until you fill this application. You need to come and work for the bank. We need people like you with tons of energy, just 
just really passionate, loves the customer service. She's like, I've been here, you know, coming in for three months and I've never been treated the way anybody's been treated me. You're on top of your service. You're running back and forth. These are the people we need in, in our bank and you'll make a huge difference. So we need you to come in. And I was like, ah, I don't know. So I filled out the application because she wasn't going to buy anything and I needed her to buy the collection. That's how I made <laughs> so, um, She bought everything. I filled out the application. She called me. I went in for the interview and Within a month, uh, like I decided, okay, I'm going to go work for the bank. And I went in and I absolutely loved it. And it's, it's just a great opportunity. I was going to college at the same time. Um, and my manager at the time after working, I started there as a teller, obviously, the basic, learned it from the bottom. Um, and I became a teller supervisor. And shortly after that, my manager said, I want to teach you mortgages. I think you're really good. You relate to people. You hear. You listen. Um, you've got excellent customer service skill. You're really good at teaching someone Um all the things that you learn and you kind of um, simplify it down to someone who is um, never done something. You don't take it for granted. Like we know everything about the business and I always try to um, simplify it to people to the degree where I always make the assumption they know nothing about a mortgage right. and love that. Um, so he taught me mortgages and I worked with um, at the bank for three plus years. And then um, I moved then on to premium relocation mortgage in August of 2002 um, through one of the people that I actually trained whose friend managed, um, was a manager at Premia at the time. And he took my resume, he called me and he kept saying, come on over, we need you here, you'll be great. And I've, I've never done relocation. I didn't know what relocation was all about. I knew mortgages inside out. Um, so I said, okay, I will come. So I went and I fell in love with it. It was, I started in August of 2002 and I was done um, with training and I was on the phone in October. And I just, I, I just found it so fascinating, so different and challenging. And I felt like you can make a huge difference in these people's life because beside buying a house and being a, the biggest investment of someone's life, um, it is the relocation aspect of it, moving someone across the States and making sure you're getting their family there, their pets, their kids, everybody. Um, you've got so many layers and ecosystem to answer to. I love that challenge. Um, and I felt like, okay, this is, I'm always excited by something new and something, I don't know, hard. I, I, I love that challenge. So I was very much looking forward to it. And I started there at the very basic as a loan officer um, in that October and getting on the phone and talking to transferring and learning the business, learning all these companies and government agency that we work with. Um, and I remember um, my boss, the president of Premia at the time, um, came to me and Shortly after I got on the phone, I think it was like the, way the end of um, October and said to me, um, next year, you will be our top producer in production and customer service. And he's like, I guarantee that's going to happen. And I was like, and I felt like the pressure was really on. I was like, wow, I really need to work even harder than I've ever worked um, just because this guy is putting all his faith. Like I'm brand new. I don't expect to be number one. And 
And um, I was, to be honest with you, I became. But I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned that you can do anything you set your mind to. Um, and I've learned at a very young age, my dad has always told me, um, you got to work hard for everything that you do. And it doesn't come easy. And um, oops. I've got, um, sorry, um, I've got you know, great work ethics, in my opinion, um, that is very contagious. I think it plays a huge role today in me working with my team and managing um, and everything that we've done, you know, from me being a loan officer there to then being um, a sales manager in charge of um, a sales team to a vice president of um, the entire sales organization to my role currently as the president, um, and just been um, re, me really working extremely hard and putting great emphasis on the overall experience and what we're trying to do, um, because I think that's huge. And my model is always treat everyone the way you want to be treated. That's the way I've been learned. If I want to, if I pick up the phone and call and send an email or anything, um, I want to be treated. I want someone to take care of me right away and make me feel comfortable make me feel like, um, you know, they can answer my question. And I feel the same exact way how we should be treating our borrowers and our transfer, especially in the relocation business that we're in. It's very unique, as you know, um, and complicated. So um, that's kind of my journey. And I've been with the company uh, for 18 years. It'll be this August. And I absolutely love it. Um, and I, I would never change it for the world. I, I love where I'm at. I love relocation. I, I, I can't imagine doing just regular mortgage anymore. As complicated mortgages are, I love the complication and fascination of the, the reload on top of it. So it's a great opportunity. So tell us um, a little bit, how big is your team at Premia? So we are um, 68 um, teammates. Um, we have our sales team, um, which consists of all my loan officers. We have um, support, obviously, for them. We have our fulfillment team, which is our operation. Um, and then we have um, my business development and client services team um, that, you know, you've interacted with a lot in a lot of regional and conferences um, that you probably have met. Um, so it's that's all of us. And we were in two locations, um, the sales team and support and some of the client services team um, sits in Troy, Michigan. I've got some remote employees um, that are across the country. And then we also have our fulfillment team that's out of St. Louis, um, Minnesota. And we've got a few also fulfillment um, that are in remote um, um, setting as well. Excellent. So um, why don't you go into a little bit more detail about what exactly a relocation mortgage is as it's versus a regular purchase mortgage so our listeners have an understanding of that. Absolutely. Um, so mortgages obviously is a mortgage, but relocation adds another layer of um, maybe a little bit more complicated and a lot more um, in-depth in, in terms of what's happening. Um, we've got a, a relocating transferee who is relocating by their employer and their employer could be a corporate client or a government agencies that we work with. Um, they um, relocate that employee for many business needs, obviously for the talent from um, one state to another. Uh, most of the time, very rarely that happens within the same state. 
um, that that would be a relocation. But a lot of times, I would say 99% of the time, it's within different states um, in where we fit in is we speak with that transferee um, to help them um, get financing um, on the new destination home purchase. If they're looking to purchase a home in a new location, we're there to help them. Um, and we work really with, um, it's an ecosystem that we work with and communication is very essential in our business. Uh, when it comes to all parties, we work with our the employee, which is the actual transferee. Uh, we work with the employer, which is the corporate client or the government agency, um, we work with the corporate re- the relocation management company, or we call them RMCs, um, the relocation consultant, which is the person who is speaking with the transferee um, and pretty much going over their entire relocation package and helping them um, set them up with pretty much every single aspect of the relocation uh, from home purchase to home sale to moving to, um, you know, uh, packing, you name it, everything. They do everything. Um, and then the realtor, you, like yourself, we, we we answer to all those five people. And our number one goal is to make sure we're in constant communication. We're delivering excellent service to all of them. And it really, to me, starts with the transfer. If we are communicating and we're doing everything possibly we can to deliver that great experience to that transfer, they're happy they're satisfied with us. They're over the moon. That's exactly what we're looking to do because that will translate into a happy employer, um, a happy relocation management company, happy relocation consultant, and obviously happy real estate agent when we get them all to that finish line in simple, you know, easy steps as possible. So um, what I'm hearing is that the communication strategy and plan set up for um for every relocation is going to be touching all five of those partners, um, which also includes the transferees. So um, what I see, you know, for my business as well, is that the customer experience really lies heavily on the communication, the level of communication that you have, obviously primarily with the transferee and then also with the rest of the us partners, right. That are helping move that transferee along. So what are, what are some of the tools or strategies that you use to communicate, have your um, LOs communicate with the transferee along the way? Are you implementing a lot of tech tools? Are you including a lot of calls? Are your trans- what are the, what's trending in terms of communication and, and keeping everybody in the know? Sure. Great question. Um, yeah, our model in, um, in what we do day in and day out is really high tech, high touch. Um, I am, I love technology. I'm a huge advocate of technology and the technology that we have, but I, um, and we use it tons and based on the uh, borrowers and the transferees need. But to me, uh, first and foremost is the relationship. It's the high touch aspect. Um, our business model, it's all about our people and our culture. And that's when we embed with our team when it comes to you being a business developer, a client service, if you're a loan officer and talking directly to the transferee or you're a fulfillment processor talking directly to that transfer and getting them to the finish line. Um, we spend tons of time when we start talking to any transferee, we spend tons of time asking tons of questions. Every 
transferees need is different. Just like all of us, we they've got different needs, how long they plan to be in the new location for, um, how often do they move, you know, how do they feel about this relocation? How do their family feels about the relocation? So we spend the majority of our time, what I call it, in the discovery process, trying to uncover what exactly this transferee feels about their relocation, what their needs are, and customize based on that. Everyone is different, and we try to understand that instead of just going with the, um, you know, the vanilla of, yep, you, you want to get a pre-approval, let's get that going. There's your 30-rate mortgage and rate of product. That's not how we do it. We want to know you. We want to build a relationship with you, um, and we're very much relationship-based, not transactional-based. We want to have a customer for life. When someone is done with us, we want them to be like, I'm never going to go talk to anybody else except talk to, you know, so-and-so at premium relocation mortgage. That's really our goal. Um, so we, we spend tons of time at doing that um, to uncover what their needs are, what they're looking for, what their family's looking for. Um, and then we start kind of walking through the process of getting that pre-approval going, um, teaching them how to empower them when they're out there working with a real estate agent like yourself and, um, you know, asking the right question, um, helping them with the um, negotiation, you know, and things like that. Uh, we ask for the agent information up front. We pick up the phone. We call the real estate agent. We introduce ourselves, let them know that we're here. There's our contact information. Um, if we have permission from the transferee to share their pre-approval letter, we'll do that as well on their behalf. They've got tons of things to do. So we try to take as much of these things off their plate because they also not only have a relocation to do, but they also have a job that they have to do. So we want to make right. sure there's that. There's you. That, that's, that's obviously what they're getting paid for. And we got to make sure we get them from A to B and they're still doing their job and having right. to answer to all the bosses. So it's huge. And then, um, so that's pretty much, that's the biggest component. And then we've got our technology. We have our digital move, um, which is what we call it makes it easy when it comes to everything. Um, if, if someone's got the time on the phone and wants to get qualified, let's do it. All it takes is 10 minutes. If someone says, I don't have the time, I like to do it in the evening. I like to do it on my phone, my tablet, my wife will do it for me. We send them the link. They can go on our website directly and they can literally fill out that application in a matter of eight minutes. It's so quick. Um, and they get into our portal so they can upload their documentation. They can e-sign. Um, we do the e-closing and that that has been huge, especially in um, the environment yeah. that we just went through to have right. a transferee, not to have to go to a closing table, um, to have a transferee sign pretty much every single piece of documentation and maybe have to do a remote closing, what we call it, um, and sign, you know, the notary pieces in front of someone and walk in and walk out in a matter of 10 to 15 minutes signing five pieces of document and you've got a, a whole car full of kids and pets and dogs barking and that van hooked, you know, with all the other stuff. It's, it's a, it's a lifesaver. And especially like with everything, with the social distancing, not to have to spend an hour or two hours sitting at a closing table and the right. time you made, that was huge. So we, we rely heavily on technology when we need it, um, but I am a huge advocate of that human interaction. That's how you build relationship. That's how you gain trust. Um, and you can't replace that by any technology, in my opinion. 
No. And what I find, um, you know, in the last 20 plus years is that, you know, we all know that something could potentially go wrong and nine times out of 10, something does. So we might have a snag here and there. Maybe something is not uh, met. The timeline isn't met exactly as we had anticipated or, you know, um, someone along the line hadn't produced the piece of paper or something we needed um, in a timely fashion. But I think it's the way in which that we respond and how quickly and what we do in order to respond well to a snafu, you know, a snafu um, is how the customer perceives the experience, right? So I, I don't know about you, but I always say in the beginning, you know, something will, there will be a bump in the road. Um, What I can tell you is we're going to do our best to either A, you'll never know about the bump in the road, or B, you'll know about the bump in the road and the bump will be gone very quickly. (laughs) So um, (laughs) you might hear about it, you might notice a little bit, but it will be very quickly. And I think it's all about the team, to your point. I think if you've got people um, that you you set the proper expectation up front, to your point, and you always under-promise and over-deliver, I think that's the best thing. Um, And as long as they know you're there to take them to the finish line with the least amount of bumps to your point, I think that's a huge um, relief for a lot of people, especially in the relocation mortgage industry versus a regular mortgage. Not that it's not difficult and complicated, but this is so much more complicated. So when we talk about a relocation mortgage, we're talking about the fact that a person happens to be relocating while they're trying to get finance for you know, a new property in their new location. So is there any other specifics about a relocation mortgage that is different from a purchase mortgage? Sure. Absolutely. So there's a lot, obviously. Um, For us, um, because we have been doing a relocation for 33 years, that's all we do. We we have to know how to do it and we have to know how to do it really good and better than anybody, in my opinion. Um, So we have been able to work um, really closely with the agencies, the Fannie, the Freddie, the investor, the FHA, VA, and Jumbo investors, and making sure that we're able to deliver a mortgage guidelines that are much more streamlined uh, to these transferees because they are being moved by a corporation or a government agency. They're sponsoring that move. Uh, they've got the backing. I mean, you've got to be a great, you know, talent, a great employee um, to be able to have that relocation offer to you. They want you to uh-huh. be with that company. So why not be able to have some underwriting left? And that's one of the things we've been able to work on um, getting a regular mortgage, you have to provide pay stub, W-2, bank statements, a lot of documentation, let's put it that way. For us, we have almost every single thing verified electronically. We don't need pay stubs. We don't need W-2s. And I would say that 95% of the cases, we don't need it. Very few cases that we might have to ask you for a W-2, for example, depending on the loan type that you're going for. But for the most part, we have an electronic, what we call verification of income. Uh It's called the VOI, where we're actually, all we're plugging is your name, social security, your date of birth. And we get pretty much your history in terms of where you've worked, where you're currently working, what your position is, how much money you're making. And we're able to use all the money that shows up in terms of base, bonus, commission, 
all electronically. So that piece, and we're doing this at the time of pre-approval. So when you're talking to someone um, and you're getting them a pre-approved and pulling that, we're right immediately, as soon as we get that, we're able to validate and verify with someone that your employment and income has already been verified. You're done. And that comes as a surprise to a lot of people. Like, what do you mean? You don't need anything else. We're like, no, we're good. And they that's love huge. That, yes, that that's, is huge. That's the that. biggest complaint about most of uh, my uh, traditional purchase clients who are not relocating with a job and then they have to spend who knows how long trying to locate the documents and then figure out how to upload the documents. So <laughs> while, while I'm glad that we can do that and have that access to technology and most lenders are doing that now, um, knowing that you can just with a relocation, that's one or two layers of things you don't have to think about, right? Exactly. And you just get on this call, have a conversation with you or your team and you can have your pre-approval letter there right then and there, right? Yes. So we've got that. We've got the asset where we don't need um, bank statements. We don't need them to upload any of those documentation. Right. We offer that, you know, to all our relocating transfer. In addition to sometimes we have borrowers that we've assisted and we relocate it, and then they come back and purchase a second home or refinance, let's say, or, um, you know, they're... Um, co-worker that's not relocating have heard such a great thing about us and they want to purchase a home so they call us so we do offer that we work with these that population of our corporate client what we call our employee-based business and we're able to offer them that exact same technology so they don't need to go out there and an upload application they go through our verification of asset documentation it's electronic few minute they log in directly to their um bank and they're uploading our um, 60 day worth of bank statement right in there and we go. But beside all of that great technology, we've got tons of lift for a relocating transferee, specifically on the home purchase um, when they're selling their departure home, for example. You know, in the typical mortgage purchase transaction, as you're probably aware of, you've got to have that house sold, gone, a closing disclosure in hand in order for a lender to what we call exclude that payment from your debt to income ratio. So they don't count it against you. Um, and not everybody qualifies with multiple homes, obviously. Right. For us in relocation, we don't need that because we have that company-sponsored relocation. Because we've got the lift that we work with directly with the investor, we're able right. to offer things to transferee where the home is not even sold and we're able to exclude that home out of the debt to income ratio. We've got tons of guidelines underwriting wise lift that we're able to help transferees on that end. Um, we've got subsidy. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but a lot of companies sometimes when someone moving from a low cost to a high cost area, um, they offer what they call a cost of living subsidy to get them to adjust to that new um, high cost area. We're able to, administrate all that stuff and set it up on the loan and take care of it. And that can range somewhere between a three to a five year term. And we set that all up as well. So and that's, that's commissioned through the company that's relocating them sponsored by the company, adjusting their salary up or down, whatever it is, adjusting based on where they're going. And then that kicks in for a certain amount of time while they're on the new job. You got it. Yes, it's it's pretty much. For example, um, if you've got you're going from a one thousand dollar mortgage payment to an area that's going to cost you three thousand dollars, let's say for example, the company will offset it. So you're moving, let's say, from Michigan, where I live, to California, much much more, more expensive. expensive. 
Exactly. High cost of living. So then the company will actually offset a part of that mortgage payment for you. And it usually most company will offer it. It goes really high in the first year and gradually drop to get you to adjust. Not to mention your compliant is adjusting, but it's just a hard adjustment to go from a thousand to three thousand. And obviously right. that mortgage is one piece, the entire cost of living, it's much higher. Therefore, right. they adjusted that. Um, and then the other piece is direct billing, which is huge as you're aware of it in the relocation. Um, the company allows us to advance funds. So we actually don't have the transfer. You come to closing. All they need to come to closing with is your their down payment and their escrow. They're escrowing in their prepaid interest. Uh-huh. Um, their entire closing costs, which can be costly in some areas of the country. Right. We actually advance those funds up front, and then we get that money from the employer when we invoice that to them, and it could be 30, 45 days later. And that's that's assuming if that money is part of their policy, they're part of their benefits. If it's not, then that's another story. But Correct. If they're eligible for a direct bill. And sometimes when they're not, we also have relationship with these corporate clients. So we're able to offer a lot of different benefits. They get, you know, very... um, very low cost mortgage in terms of what we would charge as a lender, for example, compared to what other lenders would be charging outside of the preferred network. Um, in addition to that, they get extremely aggressive interest rate. And it's all because of the relationship that we have with right. our client. So the right. benefit there. Excellent. So uh, how many relocation mortgages would you say you do in a year? Uh, we're about... 2,500 as of last year, 2019. Um, and that number continues to grow. Um, that's our goal, obviously, um, but somewhere right around there. And then we do also, um, like I mentioned earlier, our employee base. So anybody that's a non-relocation, that's a repeat borrower um, or re, um, refinance, it could be, or a coworker. Um, friends, family that we've worked with, the actual transferee, they refer friends and family over realtors. We work with a bunch of realtors that do relocation like yourself, but also non-relo. Um, and mm-hmm. they love what we offer and how quickly we do things and how efficient we are. Um, and then they refer their customer to us as well. So there's a lot of avenues there. Awesome. So um, what are some things that you and your team, uh, your leadership team does to you know, empower, motivate, inspire your LOs and your BDs and and everybody within the organization to deliver this high level uh, customer experience? What what kinds of things are you doing to motivate them and to inspire them? Absolutely. So it starts with me, to be honest with you. I, I, have I mean, been, hello, you're the head honcho. <laughs> I have very high expectations. And sometimes they could be pretty tough, uh, I'm being told. But I think it really, um, I think it motivates the team. I think uh, personally, I think if you work hard and you lead by example, I think people will follow, to be honest with you. I think I have been lucky for the entire time that I've been with Premia and even not in management in the position I'm in, in but just prior even, um, I we have a great team of people um, and they thrive. And it's really... Um, what I hear always is, you know, my energy, my work ethic, and my dedication, um, it's contagious. And I think it, I really try to lead by example. I've always, you know, one of my biggest thing, if I work, um, you know, 
10 times harder than my team. My team will deliver and will get somewhere that I don't expect everyone to get to my crazy energy and my dedication all the time, but they do an amazing job. But I really try to do lead by example. Um, And I always remind them that there's so much that that transfer is going through Um, and put yourself in that position. How do you want to be treated? How do you want your phone call to be returned? How do you want to be talked to? Um, What do you want out of this? And trust me, I've got tons of people that works for me that have just moved within the state that purchased home. And they're like, wow, I can't believe what our transfer would go through um, in terms of moving across state line. I totally sympathize and get it. And we have to do better. So that's usually our model is I lead by example. And, And really, to me, it started the root of it is customer service is key. I think if you take the time to listen to people, to hear what they're telling you, um, to deliver, it should be a no brainer, in my opinion, for you to be their mortgage lender. Um, I think that's really that's my model. And it's, it's all about relationship and customer service. Um, and that's what I live by. Um, we do tons of things um, to make sure my team we're held accountable because to your point, there is always sometimes bumped in the road, but I want to make sure if there is, let's discover it. Let's find out what it is and let's learn from it and let's uh-huh. make sure we don't repeat it again. Um, we do what we call our mid process survey. So when we put someone in process halfway through the process, we send them a one question survey that just says, how are we doing um, in the overall experience that you've got so far with us? And it's just one question. It's a rating one to five, um, four and five being satisfied, very satisfied. Anything less than that, that email comes directly to me and I pick up the phone. I call that transferee. Um, if anything is less than a four or five, I want to know what did we do? How can we improve on Um and I that's think that's probably, and I could probably, it's probably a communication thing is what, you know, nine times out of 10, that's probably what it is. Absolutely. Right? And that's the key to be honest with you. For me, um, you have no idea how many times people, when we've called on the mid process survey and when we survey them at the end as well, have no idea how many times when I picked up the phone and called and I've asked, Hey, we've got your survey. You've rated us a three, which is a neutral, let's say what we could have done better, or even if we get a four and a five and there's a comment in there that says, right. you did an amazing but, there's that but. Right. I want to know what is that, what it, what we could have done better. And, you know, it is amazing how often I get from transferees the fact that, oh, wow, someone actually read that survey, read my comments and <laughs> care to call me. I'm like, well, yeah, it, it is. It's because they feel like it's, they fill out a survey, it goes somewhere. And it goes into a black hole, right? <laughs> That's what they think. Exactly. But we do. And I'm very, and it is amazing how the conversation people actually appreciate getting that feedback, um, wanting to know what we could have done better. And at the end of the call, they kind of like sometimes feel apologetic and like, I'm sorry. Like, I want to make sure you guys did a great job, but maybe this, I'm like, no, this is exactly what we want to know to make the experience better. So it is amazing. And how great and rewarding that is. And like I said, a key to me is communication. And that's the part where I feel like our sales team 
does an amazing job communicating with our transfer and we can always improve in my opinion i'm always pushing the envelope how can we do things better and then our transition to our processor so we we it's a two team only the only people that speak with the transfer is our loan officer and our processor um right. and we pretty much take care of the transfer from beginning to end all the way through that's amazing. So do you have any, um, like a great story that you've recently, like maybe in 2020 that you've, um, you know, COVID or otherwise, um, <laughs> that, um, you know, where potentially you've overcome something or you just got a rave review or something that would be interesting, um, something interesting that our listeners would be, would, would take away from? Sure. Um, it, yeah, we've got, we always get um, tons of great feedback, to be honest with you. And and one of um, the things that always surprises me is as busy as our transferees with their family in the move, when we send them those surveys, they literally write paragraph appraises about how they're not busy. They're not busy well, enough. I guess not, but it really goes a lot. Like it goes like, wow, for someone to take time out of their busy move, they have going on to sit there and acknowledge a great of a job that the team has done. It just, it makes um, everyone, not just me, the entire team, when our processor, our loan officer sees it, they're like, oh, wow, I really made a difference. It makes them feel like, it's like, I want to go on to the next one. So we get tons of those. Um, The most recent one really is, one that I just, um, we had this borrower, I'll actually read to you, um, drove across the country, um, espoused two dogs and two children over the course of several days to get to the new home. Oh, my God. <laughs> they arrived the night before closing to a hotel at the destination state. Um, the next day, they spend less than 10 minutes at the closing table, sign those documents. The dogs Amazing. are barking in the car. The kids are screaming, uh, but it all was worth it because they walked out, got the key in their in their hand, and walked into their new home. And you know, the transferee literally wrote a huge paragraph about how amazing the process was, how great of a job, and then like the bow to top it all, like he said, you know, to put you know the chair on top of that ice cream. It's walking into that closing, thinking this is going to take forever. And even though you guys told me that e closing is so easy, it's like. I really did not think it's going to be like that. I walked out with the keys and now we're in our home and, and the kids screaming, excited and the dogs barking and running around, but he, they were over the moon with all that stuff. And we get tons of those, um, you know, with now with COVID-19, obviously, and even before. So those are the things that just puts a huge smile on everybody's face when we see these um, paragraphs. Absolutely. So do you, did um, COVID kind of slow you guys down? Did it slow your processes down at all? Um, to be honest with you, slowed down from the fact that people were not out and about looking for homes, as you know, right. you know when the shutdown happened, uh, we were still talking to, to people. We were still talking to our transferees and um, just they just weren't like them. pulling the trigger because that's exactly. how we were. We're kind exactly. of circling. Right. Exactly. We've got we had yeah. few that did actually virtual tours. It's, right. it's amazing the things that people we um, can do. Exactly. The right. real estate, uh, it's amazing. And people's. Um, tolerance and acceptance to go out there and put an offer on a house with just a virtual tour via Zoom FaceTime. I was like, wow, I I give you guys tons of credit, but people did it, um, but not to the degree. But for us, to be honest, we we were really busy. Um, We had tons of businesses and we're lucky to, to have the partners that we do from our clients and RMCs and 
you know, the realtors and the title companies, um, we had a really did not skip a beat when it comes to having to delay a closing or um, not being able to meet someone. So that all went really well. Um, And I would say the month of April was probably the month where a lot of, there wasn't tons of purchase transactions, as you probably um, know. And it picked up at the end of April and then May it's been crazy busy in June. It's like, it's like relocation, summer, times 10, maybe times 100 is just really, right. really busy. And people are out there, you know, looking tons of homes. We've got tons of contract and you could tell it's a huge difference that's picked up. And I feel like whatever we kind of miss, at least for us in April, we're going to more than make it um, in in um, in June. Like it is right. amazing how quickly it's picked up. And we're super excited about that. We are definitely seeing that latent kind of spring and summer coming on. Um in our market in Atlanta. So I can only imagine, I'm, I'm hearing it from my partners from all over the country that it's definitely blowing up in most markets. So that that's a good thing, right? That's yes, real estate's the backbone of the United States economy. So we okay. want to keep it going. <laughs> the rates are so low. I mean, I know. it's a great opportunity. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's a great opportunity to purchase a home right now. Money is so cheap. Rates are so great. And Guidelines are still there. I mean, for us, we were not, we didn't have to make any adjustment to the guidelines. We're still able to offer the 0% down payment, uh, 3.5% unconventional, you know, or uh, 3%, I should say, unconventional. Our FHA VA program is still out there. Um, and we're still able to offer pretty much everything that we were offering pre-COVID-19, uh, which is which is really great for people. Well, I am so happy to hear that. I'm glad we're all on the right track. (laughs) Um, And I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I wanted to thank everyone listening. I am so proud to share the show with everyone as these stories prioritize the customer experience as a legitimate business strategy, reminding us that no matter the business you're in, relocation, mortgages, or real estate, the customer experience should always be the heart of the business. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I want to thank obviously all our partners, you know, our corporate clients and government agency, our RMC, our relocation consultant, all the realtors that we work with. It's been um, a great journey continues to be um, despite everything that we've obviously gone through. And um, at the end, you know, I want to thank my team. The team has been amazing. Um, they're really the backbone of our company. And I couldn't do it. We None of us can do it without each other. So I want to thank them and give them kudos every day for everything that they do day in and day out. Yay. Thank, thank you, me. Nina. Thank you so much. Thank you.